Well, happy Advent, everybody. Well, that was really weak for people who got to sleep in this morning, you know. Yeah, you look around. Why, we've got blue pyramids up on the altar today. The Christmas trees are up. The church is decorated. And John the Baptist shows up again in our gospel lesson. And good old John, he asks us just this one simple question. He says, how on December 26th, that's 21 days away, how are you going to be different? How are you going to be changed, reshaped, remolded? How on December 26th, after celebrating Christmas, are you going to be closer to Jesus Christ? That's, John, that's repentance, okay? You know, Babs did a good job of explaining that we don't talk about repentance very much, but it means to turn around and go the other direction. So, like, how in our lives are we all going to turn around and get closer to Jesus Christ? Now, did you listen to the gospel lesson today? I mean, if that doesn't sound like this new infrastructure law that got passed through Washington, what does? I mean, we're going to make every road straight, and we're going to fix all the bridges, and we're going to take all the low spots and fill them in, and we're going to smooth over all the rough places, and it's just going to be great. It's going to fix everybody. Yet, there's one other thing. I want to give you the punchline now. It's there, Bob, I promise. Okay? Here's the punchline. God's going to build that road, and all the bridges are going to be perfect, and there's going to be no garbage by the side of the road, because that road is going to come from the heart of God himself to our lives, to your life. That's the promise of Advent and Christmas. That God is coming to us. Prepare ye the way. Because Jesus Christ is coming for us. Now it absolutely amazes me how one word can march me right through Advent into Christmas. Okay, watch this. Prepare. What do you think of? Oh, God, I got 21 days. I got a lot of shopping to do. And I got the people coming over, and I've got to cook, and I got to wrap, and I got to take care of my kids, my grandkids, and everybody else on the face of the earth. And I got to be in a good mood. You ever notice Lutherans are not Advent people? Okay, let's be honest about this for a minute. I mean, okay, who here sent out Advent greeting cards? I haven't got one person today to admit to that, okay? Who here, who here decorated the outside of their house for Advent? No. Okay, who here has had an Advent party? What's wrong with you people? 
yeah, we just don't, we've kind of let all of Christmas, I remember my wife had a pile of ads on the kitchen table last week, and I'm kind of looking through those. There was not one mention of Advent. I mean, it's all Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And it's not religious Christmas, it's Oh, by the way, did you know your Christmas presents on a barge out in the middle of the ocean? I mean, we hear that every day, don't we? So how can I describe Advent to you? Maybe it's kind of like going to the Fox Theater. Okay, you know how you go to the Fox and you spend a little extra to get the really good seats and you get there and you snuggle in and then you, you look around to see if you know anybody or anybody notices you, you know, because it's nice to be seen. And then what happens? Well, the lights come down, people get quiet, the music begins, and the curtain only goes up an eighth of an inch. That's Advent. The anticipation the excitement, the joy, God is going to do something. Let me show you how this works. Okay, for all you spellers out there, okay? What does this spell? N-O-W-H-E-R-E. -E. Nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. Love that song this morning about all come ye unfaithful. I mean, how spot on is that for us? That on Christmas Day, a lot of people are going to be nowhere. Because they're not going to have an idea outside of the ads that we look at. What's really going on? What's really happening? Now, let's... Go back and spell. And this is so simple. I just set you up for this. But what does this spell? N-O-W-H-E-R-E. -E. Now here. That Jesus Christ is now here for us. That's the Advent message. That Jesus Christ is on the scene. Involved with people like you and me, holding us in all of life. Now we got this business here, Luke 3, about the wilderness. A voice cries in the wilderness. Okay, so if John the Baptist were actually to show up here in December 2021, where would we find him? Maybe down at the zoo with the lions and the tigers and the snakes and the bugs. You know, that's kind of the wilderness, isn't it? But the wilderness is something else. The wilderness is where I am out of resources. I don't have any way else to handle my life. I'm flying solo, and there's nobody else to help me. You know what's really hard? After we finish services today and you think of all the people who've been here today, how many millions of dollars of education 
has sat in this church today? We, I mean, come on, we're, we're humble about it, but we put all our degrees up on the wall and, you know, because we fancy ourselves as pretty resourceful people, don't we? Don't we think, yeah, man, I can figure a lot of stuff out, I can do a lot of things. But in the wilderness, in the wilderness, all my money, my stock portfolio, all my technology, my computer, oh, my big screen TV, all of that is gone. I have nothing, get this, in the wilderness, there is no Indiana Jones to come and save you. You are on your, imagine a life without hope. That's what the wilderness is. A life without hope. Tell me about the wilderness of your life for a minute. The year is um, 1986. And I had just finished doing four worship services on Christmas Eve, okay? Man, we worshiped and worshiped and worshiped. And I'm at home putting together a Barbie dream house. You think I'm kidding? I learned that lesson. And the phone rings and it was St. Anthony's Hospital. We had had a member of our congregation, Virginia Hager, had a massive coronary experience. So at three in the morning, I am walking into the emergency room of St. Anthony's Hospital. You ever been in an emergency room on Christmas day at three in the morning? It was me and the nurse. That was it. Oh, yeah, and there was this ugly two-foot tinsel Christmas tree with red bulbs on it, some twinkling lights, and they had Disney characters pasted up on the windows in that emergency room. You know, I had a crying, shocked family there. And saying to them, I wish you a Merry Christmas. That didn't cut it at all. It was the wilderness. And you know, I thought for a moment of the Palm Sunday readings. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You want to really know and talk about the Lordship of Jesus Christ? It's when you got the wilderness smack dab in front of you. I don't know what you've brought into this church today. But we all have a little wilderness in us. And whatever that is for you, this is a chance to know you're not only not alone, but that Jesus Christ loves you and calls you his own. And when we talk about that voice whispering in the wilderness, Know that no matter what is going on in you, 
you can hear that voice of Jesus Christ today and every day. Because it could be an emergency room. It could be a devastating illness, an accident, something happens to our kids. You know, I spend a lot of my time with um, the seniors of King of Kings. And the wilderness for them is when your spouse dies, your kids may die, your friends die, everybody around you is dying, and you're sitting there alone, asking God why. Why am I still You know, Christmas is a crazy time. You, we can get distracted so easy. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, there's all kinds of things. You can get real distracted till December 27th when your credit card bill comes. <laughs> then it's back to reality. You know, Christmas never saved anybody. Nobody ever got saved because of this Christmas story. But if you look at this Christmas story as the beginning of a love story between you and God, where God takes you Advent into Christmas and Christmas into Epiphany and into Lent and into Holy Week and to the cross, oh yeah, and then the Easter. To those words, Christ is risen. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Okay. At least I could count on my fellow pastor. I mean, Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. And that brings the whole story together. That takes us to why we prepare the way of the Lord. Because this Jesus is for us. Okay, time for a story. Okay. So there's this little eight-year-old boy. And he's in the kitchen helping his mom. And mom says, Johnny, would you go downstairs and get me two cans of chicken noodle soup? And Johnny looks at his mom and says, well, mom, you know I'm afraid of the dark. And I don't want to go downstairs. I don't want to do anything in the mother. She thinks of the wise words of her pastor, because we always give wise words. Don't we, Scott? Okay. And the pastor said, just remind your children that Jesus is there with them. So the mother says to Johnny, Johnny, you can go downstairs. Jesus is going to be down there with you. Everything will be fine. Johnny kind of walks over to that basement door, opens it, looks down there, and it's black. It's dark. Johnny looks again, and then he says, Hey, Jesus, throw me up two cans of chicken noodle soup. <laughs> now, why did I tell you that story? Because Advent is a time of being in the dark, of dealing with the dark wilderness parts of our lives. If you haven't figured it out yet, Advent and Christmas is not a Hallmark movie, okay? 
This isn't a deal where everybody's going to live happily ever after. We're going to deal with a lot of stuff in life. Okay, John the Baptist, he's literally going to lose his head. They're going to cut his head off. And Mary and Joseph, they're going to flee for their lives to Egypt by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. They're going to get away. You and me, we're going to try to live by faith and go forth as God's people. Because you see, we're not spectators. This isn't a deal where we bought tickets on the 50-yard line for December 24. You know, oh, look, at that's Jesus again. No, that's not the Christian faith. We bear the life of this one. Every one of us, you carry it in your heart, the life of Jesus Christ. So when we hear those words, prepare ye the way of the Lord, that's a call to you and me that between now and December 26, that we be that still, small voice of Jesus Christ in this world that says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Maybe a lot of us learned in Sunday school those words, I am his, and he is mine. Yes, Jesus loves me. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.